0: Hey everybody, welcome to our second episode of A Work in Progress, a podcast about business, mindset, and growth. Uh, my name is Picard Yu, and I'm joined by my co-host, Afgar Fazil. Uh, in this episode, we'll be talking a lot about relationships, and uh, Afgar will uh, kind of describe what we're going
1: to outline here. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about relationships. Uh, this episode is going to be actually two parts. So the first part's going to be all about non-romantic relationships friendships and sort of navigating that in adult life Uh, before we start the episode though just want to give a special thank you to everyone that listened to our first episode and mainly our friends who gave us really good feedback and uh, I personally didn't expect it to be received that well I don't know how you feel about Picard but I was surprised by the reception that we got I thought no one would take time out of their days to listen to it to be honest
0: yeah i thought i thought our friends would shit on us and be like yo this is lame and stuff but i'm glad they uh got some insight from what we were saying and mm-hmm. uh, you know at the same time like we are just like young kids going through stuff and describing our journey but i'm I'm glad that we we're able to share some of our our knowledge and uh, and uh proclaimed wisdom mm-hmm. in a way so
1: yeah so. I personally don't pro, uh, proclaim to have any wisdom, but if you find any of what we're saying or what I'm saying to be helpful or insightful, more power to you, and uh, that makes me happy that people are at least using my experiences to uh, in a helpful way. And with that being said, um, we can dive right into this episode, and just wanted to talk to you about how have your relationships changed, if any, over this pandemic,
0: um, yeah, it's a really good question because obviously this pandemic has made us very, um, more reclusive because we're, we're forced to interact over, um, internet, zoom calls, phone calls, what have you. Oh. Um, I feel like the relationships that <laughs> I was already, um, really attached to became stronger. I agree. The, And then the ones that were like. Kind of whatever, like they just dissipated into thin air. Like I had a lot of people that I like called friends, mm-hmm. but then like over the pandemic, it's like zero interaction. And it's not like because like something happened or anything, it's just because like I guess we weren't in like each other's like tight circles. And like you can't, like when back when like uh, the government had like mandatory quarantine and stuff like that, and you can't see X amount of people in your bubble or whatever. I mean, it's kind of forced in a way, right? So I, I get it. Um, what about you?
1: No, I completely agree. And I think that also speaks to uh, people you have in your life because of circumstance, like because like of work or like, you know, we go to school mm-hmm. um, and you keep them in your like friend circle. But uh, the pandemic really what did make me kind of like choose who I spent my time with because it's not like I could go BC seeing yeah, a lot of exactly, people. exactly. And like, because it wasn't safe either. So I agree with what you said that like it definitely strengthened uh, relationships with people who I was already close with and Mm -hmm. I feel a lot closer now and uh, definitely feel like I have more like friends for life in a cheesy manner. Mm, Um, Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we also went through this like big shared experience together. Like I feel like one big reason that me and you were very good friends is because we have like a lot of shared experiences. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yep. And I think we were able to share that with other people. And that was a really good part of it. Uh, the whole Zoom thing and like being connected online. Uh, for me personally, that was like a blessing and a curse. Like I enjoyed the fact that I could take like meetings wherever I wanted to. I enjoyed mm. the fact that like, you know, I got, mm, to, yeah. got to have more freedom over like not commuting.
0: Very freeing for sure.
1: But that being said, uh, definitely like at the beginning when I was getting used to it, because I didn't factor in like commute time or anything, meetings or like classes, like I just scheduled them back to back to back to back to back. And there were days where I'd just like be sitting in front of my computer and like zoom calls for like, oh yeah, yeah that, that was six, brutal. seven that was hours. Brutal. Yeah.
0: I remember when I had like classes, I did the same thing as you. Yeah. like three classes back to back. And it's like, it's more tiring than actual. No. Yeah, actual it actual is. Dude.
1: Like after I was done those classes, like I just like go into my, like those 10 minutes, between classes like I just lay in my bed and being like fuck oh yeah oh it was bad yeah because like the thing is like when you're get- making courses like in real life or not real life but like uh pre-pandemic <laughs> yeah or if you're like you know scheduling meetings pre-pandemic mm-hmm. you factor in that commute time you factor in you know how tired you're going to be mm-hmm. um factor in time to eat and all that yeah it's yep. a lot more difficult when it was all done under one area
0: yeah and I feel like since it was kind of the first time that our university was, or most universities were adjusting to that work from home mentality, I feel like they didn't really understand the student, student struggle with like back-to-back online classes. Like I'm sure in their mind they must have thought like, oh, we can have more uh, classes on the same day because it's just online. You know, you don't need to commute. You don't need to do anything. But then in reality, it's so tiring because like you're literally sitting in front of a screen all day.
1: Well, okay, I feel like partially it's our fault because we did have uh, a choice in picking out our courses Mm -hmm. and we ended up, you know, making our courses so that it was back-to-back because to me anyways, it seemed like we were just easily uh, being able to get the courses out and done with and then have the rest of the day free. Whereas Zoom was like super fatiguing and the rest of the day would just be me laying in my bed being like, I want this to pass.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's brutal. Plus plus the the fact that since you're on your computer and like... You know, for me, I have multiple monitors. I don't have school on all three monitors. Yeah, let's just say that, okay. Like, it's it's very distracting, Mm -hmm. and in like a real class environment, sure, you might fall asleep in class sometimes, but like, there's only one monitor per se. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just what's happening in front of you, and you're either paying attention or not. Whereas, like, when you're doing a class over Zoom, it's like oh, you're like half paying attention, you're like a third paying attention, or you're not paying attention at all, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So yeah, no, it was definitely tough. Um, I think that, yeah, like I mentioned, um, the relationships I had that were tight-knit and closer to me before the pandemic kind of got stronger over the pandemic, but it wasn't without its struggles. Um, You know, for example, like uh, I had actually started my first year of my painting business in in COVID, (laughs) in the pandemic, and it was rough, uh, because I couldn't do like half of what I needed to do. Oh to... my God,
1: dude. I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah. You did yeah. start independent.
0: In yeah. And I couldn't do half of the yeah. marketing and stuff I needed to do because of the COVID. Like mm-hmm. there was legitimately a quarantine for like a month. I no, Yeah. I yeah. You know, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That was the month where we like, you know, sat in our rooms and played Call of Duty every day. Yeah yeah. 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 I yeah. do remember.
1: That yeah. was when we were like, Hey, this is awesome. Like <laughs> yeah. things are
0: going to be done in a month. Oh yeah. I remember.
1: Finals are online. They haven't adjusted to it. It's open, yeah. but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, was not like that.
1: Yeah, it was not um, like that. I still remember when they said it was like it last two weeks and then. Yeah. Yeah, we're still not over it.
0: No, it's yeah. not. Like at the time of this recording, it's still. Uh, it's so, coming to an end.
1: It's coming to an end. Well, don't jinx it. But, yeah.
0: But but there are, a lot less cases every day here in BC. There's a lot
1: less hurdles to get over until yeah. we come to normalcy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like touching back on your, yeah your painting business, I remember that like that must have been really hard for you especially since it was your first year and you were thrown into like a pandemic
0: yeah a pandemic plus the fact that like it was my first yeah first year running that business right so it was like a lot of hurdles to get over um plus the fact that like i had to start up production and not know what i was doing and like go through all that while maintaining my relationships and my friendships like over like a virtual mm-hmm. setting which is really hard like i remember my my girlfriend tells me this all the time she was like oh i was so close to breaking up with you and like mm-hmm. uh like around march or april or something when when the quarantine was happening because like we couldn't see each other and then like i would have to work and work oh no this was this was like over, like april may i think
1: because
0: mm-hmm. may is when i started to start actually painting like right after school ended that's right that's yeah. right and then april was when i like basically sat at home did nothing for like a month because everyone had to quarantine right yeah that was that was the big quarantine here in uh here in our city um and then yeah it was, it was really tough and then um i mean we got over that and we, we you know definitely became
1: stronger as a result but it was you know it was a tough time yeah no I agree um and like even like making friends like in classes when they, like, put us into breakout rooms and stuff, dude, those were the most awkward five minutes of my life because people did not want to be there. And it's understandable. Like, there were people who were, like, international students who, like, they were up at, like, 5 a.m. and you could tell they just did not care. And, like, I can't blame them. I can't blame them. So um, definitely something where it was really hard, like, making those relationships. Um, Weirdly enough, I feel like, for me, uh, at the beginning... I, like, took initiative and, like, I talked to a lot of people and, like, my social circle really grew. Hmm. And then uh, some things happened and I feel like my social circle really shrunk down.
0: Uh-huh, but
1: uh-huh. I think uh, it shrinking down was uh, inevitably a good thing because there was no way I could keep up with however many people I was talking to at that time. No, And now it's, like, a lot more manageable number and uh, it also gives me, like, a lot more free time to, you know, do my own thing and, like, mm-hmm. focus on... Like uh, treating myself as a friend, basically. Yes, very important, yeah. very important.
0: Um, as, as I'll definitely touch on and will touch on later in this episode, I think um, people often omit the relationship they have with themselves. I think that's super important. Um, that It's an important point that everyone seems to forget um, and they don't treat themselves as they should. I think, like you said, like treating, treating yourself as a friend. Yeah, I mean, like I didn't even
1: realize that I had to do that until because of this pandemic and the main reason was because this was like the longest stretch of time that I've spent like obviously like I was like living with my family but by alone I mean like I didn't see my friends or I didn't have like social interaction outside my family Mm -hmm. and like I'm not the closest with my family so like there wasn't much social interaction there Mm -hmm. so a lot of it had to depend on like zoom and like calling people and like being in video chats but um, as you know me like, I'm terrible with, like, online stuff and social media. Like, I don't like it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I try and stay off it as much as I can just because... Uh, but it's impossible in the past. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it was. Um, but uh, because it's... Like, I'm glad, like, I realized that. And, like, I took that time to sort of, like, like you said, treat myself as a friend, which mm-hmm. was a phrase that I was never in my, like, vocabulary before. hmm uh, ever since I started doing that, like, I feel a lot happier. I feel like That's good. Uh, I'm That's a lot good. more confident in the decisions I make. Yeah. Um, and it's also important because it made me realize what, are, what are things like I truly desire and what are the things I truly want?
0: No, no, no. Super important points. And I, I'm glad that, uh, you learned that valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lesson that I think,
1: I mean, it took a pandemic for me to learn it. So well, it's definitely a valuable one. Yeah. You know, everyone's got their own pace. Um, uh, with the pandemic coming to a close, though, I was wondering, Um, obviously a lot of us are out of touch with socializing with people. Mm-hmm. I remember the first person I saw who wasn't a friend, like he was, one, uh, he was my club president and he was dropping off a hoodie, like when restrictions eased off and even that was like super socially distant. Mm. But like that interaction where I had when I went and talked to him, it was so awkward. Like...
0: Like, so he's just a colleague. He
1: Yeah, he was just coming to him. drop off a hoodie and we were trying to make small talk. I'd make small talk oh in like God,
0: small talk
1: over small. a year. And it's not like I have anything against the guy or anything. Like, I really like him. Like, we were able to talk fine over Zoom. But just in person, like, my social skills and, like, just, like, I don't know, like, being able to talk to him like a normal person. Mm. It was so off. And, like, I remember, like, the conversation was just, like, flatlining. And, mm. like, mm. I was just, like, oh, I got to go now. And then, like, I just, like, took my hoodie and, like, ran, in, ran inside my house. Didn't even properly give him a goodbye or, like, a thank you or anything. Just closed the door. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, I know you're not, like, socially inept.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah.
1: You know what? Now that you brought that
0: up, I think that's 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 very. I never thought about it because, because during this whole pandemic and running my business, I've had a lot of social interaction. Mm-hmm. Not social, but, like, I always have to talk. You've to had clients.
1: like the small talk and practice in that. It's yes, like a skill. I yeah,
0: all the time. But then now that you mention it, I feel like a lot of my clients are like that because mm. some of them are like kind of having the same problem as you. Because I talk to them and I'm like, "Yo, you're grown ass man. Why are you talking oh, like yeah. this?" But then I'm like, <laughs> now that, that you mention, mention it, I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? That's kind of true." Because a lot of a lot of my clients work from home. Most people work from home these days. Yeah. Um, but I've here I am, it's been talking to people all the time and Mm -hmm. I didn't I feel like I've actually grown like a lot like my social ability because I used to be very introverted but now I guess I still consider myself an introvert Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely more
1: sociable I think yeah and uh I definitely think like for example small talk I definitely think it's a skill like a lot of people are better at it than not yeah um I wouldn't, like, it's, like, a muscle, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if you work on it, it'll get better. 100 uh, But, like, once yep. you take time off it, you know, you're going to regress.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And after that incident happened, like, I'm more, like, cognizant and aware of, like, those, like, small talks and, like, those situations. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, one of the things that I was excited for with uh, my summer internship was that I got the chance to, like, go back to the office. Mm. And, like, I made it a note to, like, like... If you were ever in an elevator with me, or you saw me taking the stairs, like I'm sorry if I was that guy. But I made a note to like you know try and talk to strangers and like try and be like, "How's the weather?" Like like at the beginning, it was that bad. Like, it was, like <laughs> "How's the weather going?" You know.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm glad you were making that effort though, because I feel like now that more people have been like our city in particular, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of people outside. You know, a lot of our a lot of our provinces have been yeah, vaccinated yeah. and like. I have noticed a lot of people been trying to make small talk with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know what? I think, you know, to all those people that do that, I actually appreciate that a lot because it's like... Like, you're making an effort. Like, it's not just awkward dead silence. Like, I'd I'd prefer you to say something and try to make it, you know, comfortable as opposed to just not trying at all.
1: Yeah. Um, For me, it's just a way of, like, returning back to, like, normalcy from what, like, normalcy means to me. And it's also... um, like a lot of a lot of how I view my own personal self is like an extrovert person mm-hmm. and someone that's outgoing. Like I wouldn't even say now, but like before pandemic, I was definitely someone who was like open to going out and talking to people and like mm-hmm. approaching a stranger was something who like you know, it wasn't something I was ever like worried about or anxious about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um because like at the back of my head it was like, Oh, if this conversation like just goes horribly wrong, yeah. I'm gonna see this person again. So it's yeah. fine. Yeah. But now it's just I'm not confident in like myself to like have those skills whereas before i did feel confident in having those skills yes so i'm trying to like practice back up into it because once things go back to like normal normal Mm -hmm. um you know i want to be able to like talk to people like i miss talking to people i miss meeting new people i miss making those connections
0: yeah no i completely agree i know for sure Mm -hmm. um i feel like i you mentioned that like before the pandemic you were like at the point where you were so comfortable just talking to strangers and stuff Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm still not at the level you were at. Like, I've been slowly increasing, but I've always been introvert, and I've always been, like, I've always had, like, I wouldn't call it, like, anxiety or anything, but if it's, like... It's a like a ner- voice in the back of your head. Yeah, a little voice yeah. in the back of my head, yeah, little yeah. nervousness,
1: and always initiating conversation. I think everyone has that. I don't want to generalize, but I definitely do. Like, I have that voice in the back of my head um, mm-hmm. when it comes to anything, and... I know it's easier said than done. Like, it still scares me when I have that voice in my head. But honestly, I just tell it to shut the fuck up and do it.
0: No, 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 yeah. no. no, no. I, I just have to, like, you know, tell myself, like, it's got to get done. Just do it. Yeah. Like, depends on what it is, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah. I, that's what that's what I always tell myself. And I just, I always feel that feeling. And I know it's there. But I'm just like, nah, screw it. Just got to do it. Uh, when it
1: comes to talking to people, like, new people, like strangers, for example. Like, mm-hmm. let's say we're in the elevator and, like, no one's initiating conversation. What helps me is, uh, in my head, I can't Down from three two one and then i just say something and then that way like it's already done and like it's even weirder if i just say like hi and don't say anything after that so like i count down from my head like if i'm like asking someone interesting it's like three two one and just say like the first word in the sentence oh that's that's interesting i might have to try that yeah like it works for because like once you say that first word in the sentence like you're it's like you're like foot's already in the door. It's like even more awkward to like take that foot back as opposed to just like cross through and go inside the doorway.
0: That's true. But I guess the worst case scenario is like you say something and you fumble it even harder and then you just end up making it worse. Honestly,
1: like I've fumbled and it's not bad. Like I feel like people are like receptive to it and like it helps break the ice. Like I feel like what's even more tense is if you're just like, hey, like super robotic about it. Mm. Whereas sometimes I've like, like um instead of thanking people for example i've said like you're welcome oh and uh they like look at me weirdly and i'm like sorry like brain fart um it's, i'm just having one of those days and like that leads to a whole other thing That's that true. like you could That's like connect true. with the person with That's true. and like it it kind of makes you um feel less threatening to them because mm-hmm. like you've like committed, uh, a mistake and like you've disarmed yourself Mm -hmm. so in that situation they're less intimidated by you and they automatically i feel like they feel more comfortable
0: Mm, no that that's actually a pretty good tip um i know what you mean though because i i tend to do the same thing Mm -hmm. well i don't i don't try to fumble the ball but like if i do or like i kind of lead it into more comfortable area yeah yeah, like like you said like disarming them i guess Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of people i guess nowadays feel on guard when a stranger talks to them and stuff um, I mean, it happens, but what can you do? No, no, no. Uh, very important points. Um, and I want to just uh, cast a bridge to our next topic, which is kind of making friends as adults, which is what we'll have to start doing in September when we go back to school. I'm
1: excited. That's good. No, yeah, I, know I'm excited. Excited. I know you're excited. Yeah, um, Yeah. no, I'm really excited. Like, I love meeting new people. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of my roles, uh, actually, a lot of the positions that I choose to work with are roles where, like, I get the chance to meet new people mm-hmm. and talk to new people. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just find talking to people, like, super interesting, and I, you know me, my social battery's, like, pretty, like, high up there. Pretty juiced, overcharged. Yeah, overcharged, um, yeah. and I need to find a way to drain it somehow. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think, um, I think a lot of people, like, have asked me uh, for, like, advice when it comes to, like, making friends with people, um, and, I think, like, this is, like, a fault of mine where, like, I'm not empathetic enough Mm -hmm. to, like, kind of, like, put myself in their shoes and try to see it from their situation. Uh, But, again, it goes back to, like, that voice in the back of your head. Like, I still feel nervous talking to people. It's Mm -hmm. just... I'm just a lot more confident in, like, I've done it X amount of times, you know? I've had, like, that practice in. And, like, I think it's just boils down to that. Like, it's, like, practice makes perfect. Like I mentioned earlier, like, I was... I make a... Conscious effort to small talk with people, like in the elevator, or mm. when I go into work to the office. For me, kind of how it, like I help rationalize it is like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Like yeah, they, yes, like, they don't care true. about me. They have their own thing to do. Yeah, um, I'm never gonna see this person again. Like after I, you know, leave this that's internship, right. and many people won't even remember that small. Yeah, like it's a lot. Again, going back to the first episode, it's like you're a lot less important than you think you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think. For me personally, anyways, like once I accepted that, it made it a lot easier to handle situations, whether that be like social or like personal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Um, actually what's funny is like, you know, you saying practice makes perfect. is actually, I feel like that's what I've been doing. Actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this, this whole time, um, I've, you know, met many people, uh, people that have come to work for me on my team or clients, friends of clients. Um, just even like cold call leads and just anyone I talk to. Mm-hmm. And I feel sure. like just kind of, yeah, yeah like you said, practice makes me. perfect. Who, Who cares, cares if you fumble the ball? What's the worst can, that can happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and Not I've definitely. definitely had a few awkward interactions with people that have actually turned into, you know, lucrative work for me or um, maybe a few good, uh, you know, new painters for my team and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's, it's super important to just cast your net, go out there just practice. Yeah. Um I'm a little different than you. My social battery is not nearly as high. Yeah. Um I like I said I consider myself an introvert, but I do like meeting new people. It's just that like like you said that voice in the back of my head, it's a little stronger and it's like it's not really saying like that I can't do it. It's just like I think I what it is is like I feel more comfortable not doing it. I feel more comfortable not doing it. Like I, in my head, I'm like, okay, I like meeting new people. This person seems cool. But if I don't do that and just stick with like what I already got, I'm good with that too.
1: Like I've, I've uh, realized that on you where you won't usually take like the first step. But yeah. if that person takes the first step, you're like all in. Oh, 100%. And I think that's 100%. the experience with like most people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, That's actually how my relationship got started,
1: funnily enough. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, once that, like, first step is taken by the other person, again, it's, like, you know, like, they've done 90% of the work. And I feel like that's how I view talking to people. Like yes. I've done 90%. Of the
0: yes. Work. Oh, very good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> yes.
1: Literally taking the first step is 90% of the work. Yeah. Yeah. Is the majority for sure. And like that 10% yeah. is literally just the, yeah, like the conversation. Yeah. The re- like, that, the, like it takes care of itself.
0: That's right. The reciprocation is super easy to do. Like mm-hmm. at that point, they'll either reciprocate or not. And then, then you have your answer. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and I really admire the people that take that first step. <laughs> Um, which is what you do all the time. And like what a few of my, you know, really great and close friends have done. Um, and what I've done to a few, you know, of my now like really close friends too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that stuff's super important. And it's like, it's very easy to just feel nervous about it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no, no way around it, unfortunately.
1: And I like, I do want to acknowledge that like hundred percent of the time it's not going to work out. Like mm-hmm. it, most of the times it will, like it's definitely worked out for me more than it has. Mm-hmm but sometimes you might just give a terrible first impression on someone and like of no fault of your own. Like yep, I was, yep. I was, uh, literally talking to, uh, one of our closest friends, Simon Maddie, And, uh, we we're playing, we were playing my game and the card was like, well, what was your first impression of everyone? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, dude, I thought you were fucking weird. <laughs> Cause like she met me at our, uh, frosh orientation. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it was like just cheering and like people dancing and like, oh mean. yeah like that was my thing so and you're
0: just being straight up weird right
1: i was just being dude like the energy i was like feeding off of it oh, the chance and stuff like i loved it i i comp- like looking back at it now like having been like an orientation leader and like seeing those students i was like god you're fucking annoying <laughs> <laughs> and like that's definitely how i was in first year because like i had to like like be their leader and you know like in my second year when i applied for it um But yeah, like, I mean, it worked out because, like, we ended up becoming really, really, really close friends. Um, But that's what I mean by, like, sometimes it might not work just because of, like, you know, the circumstances around the situation or uh, kind of, like, uh, just no fault of your own. Like, that person already has, like, uh, a predetermined, like, uh, impression of you from, like, what they've heard or something. Mm -hmm. So, like, no fault of your own. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, one of the main reasons that, like, I feel comfortable taking that first step is because um, in high school, our uh, AP Lit teacher, Ms. Eisner, she told us, uh, she was talking about how um, she uh, she had cancer. So she would go in for treatment and stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah. she would like talk to the other patients receiving treatment. And a lot of them were like terminal and obviously like didn't have lot a, lo- a long time to live. Mm-hmm. And she told me that like in speaking to those people, the biggest things in life that they regretted were the things that they didn't do mm-hmm. as opposed to the things that they did yes, do. Yes, 100%. And so that story really sticks with me whenever I'm doing anything or whenever, like, I face a decision. Mm-hmm. I always, like, think back. Or, like, even if it's, like, meeting someone because you never know where that conversation can take you. With yeah, someone. 100%. So it's always, mm-hmm. um, am I going to regret it if I did, don't reach out to this person? Am I going to regret it if I don't say hi? Am yeah. I going to regret it if I don't, you know, ask this person out? Or if I don't go out to lunch with this group of friends, mm. am I going to regret that? And that's always something that I, like, think to myself. Mm. And, like, yeah, I've had days where, like, my social battery is, like, zero. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I still feel like, I wouldn't really call it FOMO, but it's more so, like, I know if I go, I'm going to, like, almost, like, force myself to have a good time. And that's fine with me. And also, like, those connections will be built, right? Mm. So yeah, I can always watch Netflix at home or yeah, I can always take a nap, but these things are kind of like fleeting, you know, yes. like once you get off university, your accessibility, or at least the way I feel about it is like your accessibility to meeting a lot of people, it goes, it drops a lot more.
0: No, I think you're hundred percent right. No, hundred percent. It's in university. It's, we have so many like-minded people around us, mm-hmm. same age, same interests, likely you're all in the same area there's that convenience of like, oh, hey, you're in my class with me, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas like, I think once you get into the workforce, <coughs> you'll be lucky if you work with someone the same age or same, yeah. same, same interest as you because they're all probably going to be different ages. Most probably would be older than you, et, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Depends on what um, get,
1: And I also want to touch on the fact that like university is a lot different from high school because you had a bigger say in university. Yes. Like if you think about high school... Um like I'm really glad that we're good friends. Mm-hmm. Um but like one of the reasons we are friends is just random luck. Like random chance like my That's parents true. just so ha- your parents just so happy. That's yeah, how's here you were just so happy to like be in the same uh was yes. it district or um uh, community? Com- yeah community or like uh the place where you go to the high school detachment. That's detachment. Like that yes, yeah. yes. You just so happen to be in the right detachment to go yep, to said yep. high school. That's true. I just so happen to be in the right detachment. Actually, I was by the border, but mm-hmm. just so happened to be in the right detachment to go to said high school. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot more luck and chance involved yes, in that. Yes. Whereas 100%. in university, a lot of the people that are coming to like study, you know, whether it be like business, arts, uh, science, like whatever degree you're pursuing. Mm-hmm they're more likely to kind of have like your shared interests. Yeah, And if you can't find it there, there's always like clubs, there's always yes. uh, extracurricular stuff going on where you can go and meet these people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like a really rare opportunity. Like you mentioned, like it's the only time in your life where I feel like you have the most amount of like-minded people who are the same age as you, who are yep. in like the same situation as you, mm-hmm. and who are like going through the same struggles as you like I understand like it might be on different spectrums in terms of like the struggles Mm -hmm. that you have Mm -hmm. but this is like like once you graduate university I feel like it becomes a lot more difficult because the pool of people is like uh, huge 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 yeah too diverse too diverse too diverse yeah
0: um and I will say uh at this point in our lives it's it is easier to make friends as adults because you're kind of everyone's matured hopefully uh and you've able to present yourself in a way where it's like you're giving off the best side of yourself and you know how to treat people with courtesy and be civil and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Whereas in high school, it was just kind of like cliques and like, Oh, you like call of duty. I like, you don't like call of duty. You play on Xbox? You're a loser. Yeah. Right. But now it's like, everyone's so much more developed. Um, You can be friends with someone who does not even share like any interest with you. um, And like, you know, it's, there's a lot more opportunity, like you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all about like
1: enjoying people's company. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, going into next year, um, one thing I feel like a lot of people, especially since they've been in isolation for so long, like isolation air quotes in yep. terms of like seeing people, yep. I think a lot of people would really appreciate people taking the first step and saying hi to them. No, like, even me, important. like i like, if someone says hi to me, like, that's, I'm just like, like, that almost makes my day. Like, I'm like, thank <laughs> you for saying hi, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I, I know, like, if I'm, I, I I look intimidating. Like, a lot of people have told me this. You look intimidating until you start talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if so, if someone says hi to me, I'm like, oh, my God, you just, yeah, you made my day, you know? Like, you reached out to me. And you, like, made an effort to make that connection. And like you said, making that connection, it's a big step.
0: Yeah, I don't know. No, um... Yeah. Now that I think about it, like when I'm walking on the street randomly and like I have like a positive, very quick social interaction, someone says hi or like, hey, nice jacket or whatever. Right. Like some random stranger just says something to you like that. You're right. It does really brighten my mood. I'm like, oh, like, oh, that's nice. And like, I guess like switch the perspectives around and just imagine you were the person saying that hi or that quick quip like, oh, hey, like you know, some, like, some quick, like, reach out, right? And, like, I'm sure that would really brighten up their day. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And a lot of people don't think about that. And they
1: kind of get scared into just, mm-hmm. like, you know, being silent. So uh, I do want to talk to uh, talk about our next topic. We kind of alluded to it, which is um, professional relationships. Uh, you being a business owner, you've hired some of our friends. Mm, yeah, tons. How is that relationship? Because I know it must be a strain (laughs) on you to sort of manage your expectations as a boss, but also your expectations as a friend. And, you know, you don't want to like show favoritism or special privileges Mm -hmm. in front of like all your employees. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like you're in a very unique situation with like employing your friends. So how do you sort of handle that? Uh, Well,
0: I will say that I am not perfect. (laughs) Um, I am not a perfect business owner or manager. Um, And I'm not a perfect friend either, uh, but I do try my best to always um, give context to every situation and to preface whatever I'm about to say with, uh, you know, an important phrase. Like, for example, if I need to talk to a painter on my team, which is also my friend, I have to kind of make that distinction. Like, hey, like there is a business relationship with us and there's also a personal relationship with us. I don't want the business to ruin the personal. Mm -hmm. I don't want the personal to ruin the business. Um, And I think just having that preface and just always restating that because as humans, it's in our nature to just kind of get like emotional
1: over things. It's incredibly hard to make boundaries uh, and draw them and have them be very like precise and determined. Yes, exactly. Like if you were to take emotion out of it mm-hmm. i 100% agree with you like mm-hmm. it's super easy like stick to those clear boundaries yeah yeah but as humans you're right like we can't take emotion out of it mm-hmm. it's what makes
0: us human exactly um and that's why i always like to just always say that reminder like hey like if i'm about to criticize a painter which mm-hmm. also happens to be my friend about like their quality of work or whatever i have to i always preface it like hey like um just about your work strictly speaking about your work right like hey this needs improvement and like you know like i I'm speaking as your boss like this and that needs to be done this and that whatever whatever this is not good etc um and i always just have to rephrase that because yeah as humans we get emotional we like to forget things we you know i'm sure in their shoes they don't want to be like oh my friend keeps saying my quality of work sucks well like you know, your friend isn't saying that. Your boss is giving you criticism, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a different way of looking at it. But it's like you have to remind them of that relationship. Um, you know, I've definitely had a few great friends work for me and a few friends that, you know, didn't work out so well. And it's, as, painters, as, as, pain- as painters. As painters. As painters. See, yeah, I already, as friends, I, yeah. I already slipped up. I already yeah. slipped up. But as painters that happen to be friends, I've had the good, I've had the bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best painters who is also... Happens to be a close friend of mine. He was fantastic. Um, but I always, you know, had a little bit of like mingling with the personal and the business relationship. But he always understood where that line kind of was, generally was. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes when I gave him criticism or like, hey, like this needs improvement and stuff like that. He wouldn't take it personally. And I guess that's like something that's hard to do. That's hard to do. We Everyone likes to think that like, you know, if, if someone criticizes you, it's because of your character or they hate you or something like that but who, who is this well i don't want to see names oh okay, but... just, uh... oh, okay. Yes. yeah 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 yes. oh yeah yes. he's he's great he's great he's yeah. great yeah um
1: him uh yeah no he's great uh he's done some work for me too like on my card <laughs> game oh yeah so like, we always have this inside joke when all three of us hang out I'm like card give him some more time off bro he needs to work for me <laughs> uh but yeah no he's great like he's definitely no, like even with that like He actually taught me how to have that professional relationship with him. Like, Mm. he taught me that because I would just, like, I didn't know what I was doing. This is my first time, like, ever, like, quote-unquote, hiring someone to, like, do something, right? Um, And, like, I just treat it as, like, a friendship where I really shouldn't have because, like, there's money being exchanged for his services. That's right. And so, like, (laughs) he, like, even though I was the person hiring him, there's this one time where like I wanted revisions done and like I didn't give him like a proper detail like I wasn't very clear with it I just sent it over messenger and I was like hey I need this done this night oh by the way I need it done in like the next two hours when like he had shit to do mm-hmm. um and like he did them for me but then afterwards he made it very clear like he was like hey in the future this is how you should be sending me revisions yep, yep. this is how you should be doing this yep. and he also like made that very clear that like this is nothing against you as a friend. Yes, yes. This is just because we have this business relationship. Yes, exactly. This is because we have like, you know, I'm doing something for you and you have expectations from me. And just like you have expectations yes. from me, I have expectations from you. Yes,
0: and it's very important that he prefaced that because in yes. the heat of the moment, you're stressed, you needed it done yes. two hours yeah. ago and you're doing all this work. And like, if he sends you that message and he yeah. doesn't say like, hey, like, you know, this is nothing to do with our friendship and stuff. He just said like, hey, you shouldn't have done this, you should have do this, mm-hmm. you should do that. You might be like, yo, what the heck, right? But it's very important that he prefaced that, and that's that's what I do for my painters, and it's, you know, it's just a reminder to our, to our human nature that, like, yeah. hey, this is not personal, this is just business, this is what needs to be done.
1: And I was painting. actually super appreciative and super, mm, like, good. thankful for him to, like, doing that, yeah. because it really helped me uh improve my professional relationships not just with people i hired mm-hmm. but also my own like coworkers and mm-hmm. like, it really helped me sort of be like uh, kind of get better at giving feedback yes. because i think feedback's super important and yes. it's super important to be critical about certain things yes. because that's how you improve but at the same time you also don't want to like offend people yes and that's a very very hard line to kind of yes. like uh balance on yeah but it's an important one especially if you care about their well-being and want them to improve.
0: Mm-hmm. Something, something interesting that I want to tell you about is that actually, um, I've been trying to do this this year. I did it a lot last year, but you know, I slacked on it a little bit this year. But I still do it. I have this thing called a payroll talk, mm-hmm. and whenever I pay someone, or kind of, it's been I've been kind of slacking on it recently. Mm-hmm. But whenever I pay someone, mm-hmm. um, I will talk to them. So it's like every two weeks, right? every payroll, yeah. and I, I'm gonna and I say like, hey. Let's have a payroll talk. I want, to, I want us to talk about how the work's going and how you feel about it. And I will say one good thing about you and what you're doing and I will say one thing you can improve on and I want you to do the same for me. And I think that's a very valuable time for both of us to exchange feedback. And like this is like, for context, this is a conversation that I have with all my painters mm-hmm. um, and that's actually given me a lot of insight because sometimes they might never feel the need to tell me something right sometimes they'll be too shy or sometimes they're like oh he's my boss i don't want to say that to him right he's in charge of paying me right but i've gotten a lot of valuable feedback from my painters and i've given them a lot of valuable feedback and like i feel like that exchange of information is really really good um i
1: don't know when you'd have an opportunity to try it but it's no i've actually okay so like in my for my world with Mm -hmm. my card game for example Mm -hmm. feedback is super important Mm -hmm. because it's something that i need to generalize to a whole population of people yeah and I only have like my experiences, is my like sort of like skills to like draw on. Yep. And like reaching out to my friends about it, like I love my friends, I just don't think I can trust them with them having their honest opinions because they know how much I've put into this and yes, how much like that's true. time and that's effort true. I've had to like that's do into this. That's true. And so um, even when I'm like, I need you to be brutally honest. I need you to, like murder me on this. Mm-hmm. I feel still feel like a lot of them like hold back on. Certain like yes. things Or like yes. certain feedback Yeah,
0: And I think you should try Next time try the approach Say one
1: good thing Say one bad thing mm-hmm. That I, might work I'll, a lot I'll definitely take yeah. that to mind yeah. My workaround with that Has been uh, Like just bringing it up to strangers And like just being like Oh it's not mine It's my friend's game mm, Or something like that Just okay. like Yes that's a little disingenuous Like I'm just like Oh I'm just helping him With the marketing mm-hmm. And then they roast the shit out of it But that's good Because like it gives yeah, me no like, No that's good Pages and pages of feedback To work on Yep and, like, at the end of the day, for me, I just want to be able to, like, create a product that, like, I feel happy with. Yes. I also feel like people will enjoy. Yes. Like, even now, like, I post, uh, like, I told you, uh, I made, like, a post on my Instagram, like, a couple days ago, like, being, like, my magnum opus. And it was, like, my 200 cards finally completed. Yeah. Like, I went through every single card, like, changed, like, the every little tiny little grammar thing. Had people, like, multiple people, yourself included, like, review it. And, like, I was, like, okay, I'm finally happy with these 200 cards. Mind you, it it really was not super easy to come up with 200 unique cards. It is not.
0: It is very difficult.
1: And, like, even now, I, like, after a couple days have passed, like, something will happen. Or I'll watch some video. Or I'll get, like, some inspiration from somewhere. I'm, like, fuck, I need to fix this. Or I should have added this instead. Or this uh, this card could have been phrased this differently. Um, And, like, now it's, like, (laughs) it's too late for me to do that. And, like, I know if I chase perfection, like, it'll never be something that's perfect. But, yeah, um, feedback is super important. And yes. I definitely, like, really value people giving it to me. Uh, and I know it's difficult, especially, like I mentioned, that line's really hard to cross. Yes. yeah. In the same vein as feedback, because I think it somewhat talks about this, mm. I want to touch on conflict. Mm. Especially conflict in friendships. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of conflict over this past uh, year. I'm aware. Um, I definitely have not been perfect with dealing with it. Mm -hmm. Nobody is. Nobody is. Yeah. It's a lot harder when it's with friends because it gets like, you know, a little personal and dicey. Yeah, it
0: gets super dicey.
1: Uh, I've definitely like lost a few friends because of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is like, it's sad, but uh, I feel like At the end of the day, for me, um, uh, it's like like being in a romantic relationship with someone. Like, I would relate to that in the sense that if that relationship's going toxic or, like, you guys have just, like, grown apart or, like, you no longer enjoy each other's company, you're not going to, like, stick it out with this person because, like, oh, we've been together for three years or or that's a good point. That's a good point. I might as well like see where this goes or like, Oh, I've moved in with this person. Yes. I like, there's no turning back now, you know? Yeah. Uh, because like, yeah, it does suck to like lose a friend you've had for years. Yes. Yes. But like just how you wouldn't stay in a romantic relationship. That's like obviously bad for the both of you. That's true. I think friendships should be approached the same way. Like, and sometimes that's like, like sometimes it's, because of circumstance. Uh-huh. Mine definitely were because of circumstance. But mm-hmm. just how you mentioned about like you had some friends that were like drifting apart. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in romantic relationships you two just end up losing yes. interest with one another. That's, true. And, that's um, true. Like there's no point in continuing it just because yeah. oh, we've been together for like a year or whatever. We yeah. should still continue to be together mm-hmm. even though we both know it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how like I view friendships where yeah, we've been friends together for this long. I cherished our time together. I'm like I'm saddened by the fact that uh, we're no longer friends. Mm-hmm. I'm saddened by the fact that like I'm we'll no longer be able to like you know make these memories with this person. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, like if it's something that's weighing you down, if it's something that's weighing me down, yeah, it's better for both parties if that friendship no longer continues. I certainly don't want to be friends with someone where them being like they have to be friends with me is sort of like weighing them down. Yes, and I hope they true. like have the same respect. Towards me and treat that have that same respect uh, when approaching a friendship with me as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. friendship should never be like that. Um, I will agree with most of that. Um, I will say that I don't think friendships and your romantic relationships should be treated like 100% the same. But I get what you're saying. Yeah,
1: like not 100%. Definitely not 100%. There's definitely like a lot more nuance and like more Mm -hmm. things to consider. Mm -hmm. It's just... uh, one thing I learned from like, because I never applied that, yeah. that thought never came to me. Yeah. Because when I started like losing friends, I was like, fuck, mm. like just like, fuck, like what do I do? Like, this isn't something that's supposed to happen. You're not supposed to lose friends because of this, mm. especially friends you've had for years. Like, it's like, you know, like you got to fix this. You got mm. like, you mm. fucked up. You mm. got to fix this. You know, you mm. put so much time into this friendship. You've had all these memories with this person. Yeah. You got to fix this. Like, yeah. that's how it felt initially. Yeah. And then, like, the more time that went on, like, it helped me sort of, like, ease into it. And, like, I, like, it felt like a breakup. That's why I sort of, like, related to a romantic relationship. I see, I see. In the way that, like, like, the grieving process. Yes. That's how it felt. That is true. And, like, yeah, I was sad. And I was, like, yeah. it sucks. Like, breakups yeah. suck no matter if they're, like, mutual or not. Yeah, yeah. But, um, like, I was, like, it sucks. Yeah. But I think it's best for everyone involved mm-hmm. if we no longer stay friends
0: yeah i i I get it um and it's yeah no it's definitely painful and that's why Mm -hmm. i don't uh, i haven't personally for me i haven't like had conflicts with friends where there was a falling out Mm -hmm. i don't think i have um like well i think mine was like pretty no yours was definitely special circumstances Mm -hmm. um i think in my eyes there's always a bottom line and the bottom line is like are you willing to put effort into our friendship if I am and you are, then we can work something out. But by meaning effort, I mean like effort to like continue our bond, our friendship, continue like understanding each other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's very important. Like I have tons of friends where I have huge disagreements over them, over them right? Some of my closest mm-hmm. friends are like stupid as hell.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like, I love them. I love them. Mm-hmm. And like, I I might disagree with, all of a friend's political views or whatever beliefs that may have. But like if they're as long as they're not like despicable human beings, but like if they're willing to put in like effort into a friendship, like that I'm, you know, into our friendship with Mm -hmm. me and them, like that's the bottom line. Okay. We pass that. What's next. We can work out whatever's next. And like, I've kind of learned to not ignore, but, in a way, accept my friends' shortcomings. Like, mm. that's how I view it. I'm like, hey, no one's perfect. I'm sure I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect friend. Um, but, like, if they try, I will try for the sake of our friendship. Um, I'm not saying that's going to apply to you because I know yours.
1: Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like mine yeah. was, you know, special circumstances. Yeah. But I feel like what you're saying is definitely true. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely, like, that applies to me with, like, of my friends, for example. Yes. Like, um, if we do have a disagreement, I feel like the best thing to do is like approach it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just from past experiences, I feel like friends that I've had aren't willing to like take that step to like Mm -hmm. be like, like if something's bugging them, they'll just like let it sit. Yeah. I think that's that's, the worst thing to do. That's annoying. Because letting, because I don't know I've done something wrong, you know? Like I just like go about my day being like,
0: Communication yeah, very important. Yeah,
1: communication is very important. Yeah, and um, like I think if you like come and approach me, and again this goes back to like me just being bad at like you know empathizing with people, being horrible at that, and also um, like not having enough. I feel like empathy is something that I really need to work on. Um, I'd say I have like a good foundation, but it can definitely be something that's improved upon. Um, and I also think my communication skills online. yeah they are awful (laughs) awful yeah and that's because a lot of my communication and you should know this is um based on like how i talk and like the sort of like um unspoken communication yeah like the tone in my voice or like my facial expression very true very true a lot of that is communicated through like me in real life yeah even like in a video call it's hard because like like me right now like a lot of my how I speak is very animated. Mm -hmm. And online, I can't really express that. And like people, like people find it hard and I don't blame them at all. Whether I'm like joking, being sarcastic, being serious, Uh, especially knowing my uh, personality as well, being one that's like very like Mm -hmm. joking, you know, going.
0: And I I feel like that point is something that itself needs to be communicated. Like I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of our friends in our friend groups, at least, and even in like, relationships that I see among my friends, I feel like there's a lot of like misunderstanding. Like you can see that the way you or some of our other close friends text, they're not the best on social media. They don't text as like, as well as some other people do. Mm -hmm. And like that needs to be communicated. Right. And I feel like, Hey, listen, I'm not social media is not my strong point. I don't like texting on there. I text like, like this for a reason. Like I'm sorry if there's anything misrepresented I know a lot of friends, uh, including my girlfriend who, you know, definitely like to overanalyze or like, um, really pay close attention to what they're saying on like messenger or text and
1: like, oh, is he angry?
0: Is he this? Is he that? But like, in reality, they could just be texting like shit. Dude, and, like, half the time when I'm, te- or
1: not even half the time, 90% of the time when I'm texting, like texting isn't my main focus. Like I'm either yeah. watching something. yeah. I'm, like, making food. I'm working out. Mm-hmm. Someone sends a text. Like, I ding. I see a notification. I, like, swipe on my phone, send, like, a quick reply. Yeah. And that's it. Like, yep. I don't think twice about it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, if I ever have problems with people, I always tell them, like, hey, can we, like, talk this out, like, over the phone even or, like, video call or, like, ideally in person mm-hmm. um, just because, like, it – and, again, yeah, it's my fault. Like, I don't know how to communicate well online. Uh, it's a skill I suck at and I wish <laughs> to get better at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's just like the circumstances that are there.
0: No, agreed, agreed. Um, and I think that um, that is that is very important to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everyone listening to this should, I don't know, just be a little more understanding of your friends or people that you interact with. Um, and I feel like definitely in relationships, friendships, um, communication is key. So key. yeah,
1: and I wouldn't even. Uh, just one quick note. Uh, I don't think conflict's a bad thing. Like I feel. Oh, like it's not. It's, it's a good it thing. It strengthens relationships. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Like I think we've had like our fair share of fights, yes, yes, and like, we have. I feel like yeah. after we've gotten past them, I feel like like we're closer as friends. Hundred
0: percent. Um,
1: I, it, you mentioned this earlier with your girlfriend. Every mm-hmm. time you have a fight, mm-hmm. and like you got past it, you're like. We were able to get past that. Yes, exactly. Uh, So I don't think conflict's a bad thing. I feel like people should, again, it's like way easier said than done. But like people should embrace it and try and like approach conflict. Like I always, if something's ever bugging me or if like nothing sits right with me, I try at least to like bring it up immediately. And yes, yes,
0: I I like to do that as well.
1: Yeah, Yeah, because I think the longer it lasts. The worse it gets.
0: Hundred percent, and I and like you said earlier before, like people that just they encounter a problem or a conflict, and then they just don't do anything mm-hmm. about it and they just let it sit. Like that's awful. Like bring it up, communicate, just talk it out. It's gonna go a lot better than you think. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we recently we've had tons of friends. Yeah, tons. Some friends being like, oh, I don't want to talk. I don't want to communicate. And it's like it's weird. It's awkward or whatever. And then you see just them talk, talk it out and, and it's, and like, like, five it, minutes yeah. done. Oh, we're good now. We're buds. Like, wow, that was easy, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Or, like, they'll just, like, um, instead of having the conversation directly with the person, they'd, like, try and, like, hear from other people because they don't want to, like, take that first step. Mm-hmm. And that's super dangerous because it gets, like, like, the message is never clearly communicated to the person. Yes.
0: And in a way, it's, like, communicating that, like... Like, it, it might be inadvertently communicating, like, oh, I don't want to talk to you about it. Or, like, I'm holding a grudge against you or yeah. something like that. But, like, you just need to say it. Like, like you know? hearsay isn't... Oh, it's like, awful. Yeah, it's awful.
1: Yeah. It Like, it happens. All yeah, time. I've definitely been guilty of, like, you All know, being time. like, oh, hey, this guy said this about you. Or yeah. Yeah, but, like, yeah. if you truly, like, value that friendship, just go directly to the source and, like, try and fix it.
0: Yeah, hearsay is awful. Hearsay is almost never correct, but we always believe it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we've touched on everything there's to touch on about this topic I don't know if there's anything else you want to add
0: um, we can talk a little bit about uh, social anxiety oh yeah sure Yes, yes. we'll uh,
1: talk on that and then uh, we can wrap it up for part one
0: yeah and then uh, yeah this episode is going to be uh, slightly longer than the first one um, this is a big topic and then part two will be around the same length where we'll be delving into romantic relationships okay um, so
1: social anxiety, I guess I'll cut it off with my experience with social anxiety. Uh, honestly, until, I didn't even know what anxiety was until I got into university. Like, I heard the word, but I didn't know the feeling of it or like how to describe it. Okay, um, I remember the first ever panic attack I ever had. It was like two weeks into university, I was in residence, none of you guys were around, like, my family wasn't around. Calf kind of alone, and I just had like the biggest case of imposter syndrome because I did not feel like I belonged, especially it, like really. When was this? this? This was two weeks in. I called uh Huey about it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so, like wow. first year, yeah, first year. So, uh-huh. like, yeah, first ever time I had a panic attack. I thought I was dying, yeah. Uh, what happened was like, you know, like you're in solder, like you hear, like, like everyone around me was like, Oh, I've started a business, I have internship, like, uh, horse shit place. horse, yeah, shit. like. And I was like, I've done jack shit. Like, I barely made it in by the skin of my teeth. Like, I don't know if I fit here. Like, I don't know if I belong here. And I was just freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, like, yeah, like, I just did not feel like I belonged there. And there's this one day where, like, we had Common 1. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Common 1 is, like, this gigantic course um, in our first year university course. And, uh, it has like a lot of, it has a huge emphasis on like participation mm, and yes. like people talking and people in that course, the most vo- vocal people were, I guess, people who had like something to prove or like, they were just comfortable, like being outgoing speakers. Mm-hmm. I, I just like, I had like comparing myself was the worst thing I could have done at that time, yeah, but yeah. I just instinctively compared myself to others. Cause like when you're in high school, I feel like you're more or less on the same playing field. Uh, I went home that day. I went into my room and like I was like looking uh, looking forward to like the next my, uh, the ne- next few years of my degree. Like I was looking ahead and sort of seeing the like steps I need to take to get there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like I just remember like my vision started to blur. I couldn't breathe. Like my heart oh, was like geez. racing. I thought I was dying. Like I thought like yes. took drugs or something. I've was, had like, a panic attack yeah, before too. I was like, it's, what the it's... fuck's happening? Yeah, and just took my phone and I ran outside because I couldn't breathe. Yeah, um, and I ran outside and I called like uh, this one teacher who I'm really close with. I'm like, "What's happening?" Like, I and like you know, she calmed me down and she like explained to me that was a panic attack. But that was like one of the scariest experiences I've ever had, and hmm. uh, a lot of it stemmed from I guess like anxiety relating to school, but also social anxiety in the way like I didn't fit in, to, in this place where like I felt like everyone around me was so much more accomplished and more mm. deserving of being here. I see. And I felt like it's imposter syndrome. And I felt like I had imposter syndrome. Thankfully, like I I feel a lot better about it now. Like mm-hmm. I feel a lot more confident in where I am. Yep. Um I feel a lot more uh you know I, I feel like I do deserve being yes. where I am today. You do, you do. Um but it took me a lot to like like learn that, acknowledge yes. that and accept that.
0: Uh, funny side story here before we talk about my experience with social anxiety the only panic attack i've ever had was in grade 11 physics class physics i, w- I went into the vectors test not studying oh i remember okay? it. and i was like yeah i'm rocking like a 95 percent right now i'm gonna get such a high grade you know ubc's gonna accept me early and shit and I get in there, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so hard. I did not read anything. And I literally had a panic attack. Same same experience as you. Like, yeah. like vision blur, like, heart racing and shit. And I'm just like, like it was like... Oh, you feel like God, you're dying. Girl. No, you feel like you're dying. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And, like, I was just, like, so, like, shook. And then, like, I was just no clue what to do. And I was like, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I talked to the teacher after class, and he's, like, super nice guy. And I'm like, oh, like, is it is there any way I can retake this? Like, I definitely just don't know what happened i think i had a panic attack on the test and stuff and then like he was like no but there is like bonus credit you can do and stuff and i was like okay that calmed me down and then like after i walked out of class i'm like kind of just like thinking to myself like why am i freaking out it's physics 11 like who gives a shit and then like i was just like ah fuck
1: it. yeah but like in, in that fast. moment in it's the moment it's, like, yeah, it's thing in the scariest thing yeah.
0: i thought i was gonna die and then, Dude, like, i thought i
1: was gonna die too like yeah. i was like i have to call 9 but like i was like i don't want to call nine one one if i'm like fine you know yeah I, no, I, I legitimately thought I had been drugged. No, it feels yeah. like that. It feels like yeah, that. And like I was like, like did someone hell? slip something into my
0: drink? No, I was like here. checking
1: around my corner, expecting There's... someone to like throw like a burlap yeah. sack around yeah. my head.
0: Yeah. And retrospect and you you look back on it and you're like, the hell was I freaking out over? Yeah. And I feel like that comes back to, to the topic of social anxiety. Mm-hmm, it's like for sure. You just feel so anxious about doing this, doing that, talking to him, talking to her. And then like you just do it and then you look back on it and you're like, That was was, easy. What was I so worried about? Yeah. Like a lot of my, you know, close friendships now, it's just because we, like you mentioned, made the first move, Mm -hmm. did 90% of the work, or we reciprocated that 10% uh, because the other person did 90% of the work and we just kind of like worked off that. And like, it really doesn't take much to, you know, establish a connection, I think, as long as both parties kind of reach out and make that effort. Mm-hmm.
1: Which a lot of people don't. So we've known each other for a real long time, and we've seen like the good, the bad, and definitely the embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You ever seen those memes where it's like you try and fall asleep at like 2 a.m. and you remember something cringy you did like oh, all the time. Yeah. Um and like that like got to me because I was like, oh shit, do other people remember that oh, too? Like. Fuck. Yeah. And then like I was thinking back on it. Like this was one day where I was like really thinking back on it, and I was like. I don't remember anything you've done. That's embarrassing. Like I'm trying to like. Can you think right now of a situation where like I've like super embarrassed myself like in high school or something? Not really. no. Yeah. No. I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember it. No. But like that's... even like the, yeah. like we have like cringy pictures. All I don't remember like the backstory. Or anything, oh, I'm right? sure we've done cringy. Yeah, stuff we've too, definitely done. But we just yeah. don't remember it. Yeah. I like yeah. I like I can remember my moments like yeah. to the T. I can give uh-huh. you like the uh-huh. I can probably give you like the minute, hour, and second it happened. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I can't remember anything you've done. And I think that goes back to, again, you're not as important as mm, you think. Yes, yes. And, like, that's, like, your, like, that voice in your head. And, like, you know, I, I don't think it's – maybe it is your ego. But, like, it's, like, your social anxiety sort of, like, manifesting itself. Yeah. And sort of, like, making you hyper-aware of trying to handle situations. And then –
0: And also exaggerating your insecurities. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exaggerating your insecurities. And I think, um, again, you're not as important as you think you are. It's not a bad thing. Like, embrace it. And when you go into situations and you're dealing with, like, feeling socially anxious, I think uh, being able to sort of, like, take that step back and sort of, like, realize the situation you're in and... Calming that voice in your head and sort of taking that first step mm. would help ease you. And I think one way to do that would be like by gaining practice at it. Yes. It's definitely something, a skill where you have to practice. <clears throat> um, I'm a lot more extroverted than other people, but I don't think I was always like that. And I think that was because I always put myself in situations where mm. I'd be forced to talk to people. Yes. And not only forced to talk to people, but forced to talk to people without a safety net. Yes. Like I told you, like, yes. I go, I go like, networking events alone. I go, like, social events, like, parties, clubs alone. Mm-hmm. And that's
0: really courageous of you.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Yeah, but, like, mm-hmm. I would do that because, like, I know if I go with you or, like, our friends, the second something bad happens, I can just call back to you guys. Yeah. Be, like It's yeah. fine. I'm going to spend the entire night hanging out with them. But, like, for me, I want to be able to, like, meet new people. And yes. my social anxiety sort of, like, gets in the way of that. Yes. And so the way I'm able to overcome it is by going to events alone and sort mm. of forcing myself to interact with people. Because mm. I've already paid for the ticket. I'm already there. I'm not going to have a good time if I'm just here by myself. Like, I need to talk to people. I need to see what's going on. Like, mm. I need to, like, get that, you know, Yes. interactions going.
0: Yeah. No, 100%. And I think that's a great way to cap off our our, our first uh, First part of our relationship uh, topic. I think mm-hmm. we've uh, talked about a lot about uh, a lot of insightful things about friendships and business relationships, etc. Um, stay tuned for part two where we'll be talking about romantic relationships and kind of like uh, delving into life partners and that kind of thing. Our awesome.
1: experiences with it and yep. also by, by no account do we have perfect relationships or are we uh, relationship experts or anything? Mm-hmm. We just want to like Give our own experiences with it and sort of like talk about, you know, navigating dating because it's another weird thing that we have to deal with in this age.
0: Yep. And it deserves its own part, its own episode. All right. Thank you, everybody. This has been a work in progress podcast, a uh, podcast about business mind, mindset and personal growth. See,
1: the tagline is hard.
0: <laughs> you know, whatever, man. It's a work in progress. Okay. All right. Signing off.